Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Support Solutions. In each episode, we'll chat about what we're up to and bring you fantastic interviews with guest experts, as well as our app of the month and top tips, all aimed at helping you to grow your VA business. So grab a cuppa, sit back and join us for a fun-filled hour. Welcome listeners to episode 17 of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. And Joe and I are here again recording all our intros for a slew of fantastic interviews that we have recorded for your delectation. That's a good word, isn't it? Where did yes, that come from, Delectation. <laughs> Where did that come from? Anyway, we have today coming up shortly, we have the wonderful Jacqueline Leake, and we're going to find out what made Jacqueline become a VA, what did she do before, why did she choose the kind of clients she chose, and where her direction is changing going forward. And it's really fascinating. And as I said last week, I'm loving talking to different VAs and finding out all about what makes them tick it's it's really interesting it's being interested in human stories what kind of books do you like to read joe just going off at a complete tangent oh it's a it's a real mix um i read quite a few business books um some of them i dip in and out and have reference um like the business barista um but i do like quite like a really good thriller um, I love Tom Clancy and anything of that ilk where y- you've got something that's quite fast paced, that's um, really gritty. Um, equally, I have been known to buy the odd bit of chiclet for a sunny holiday where I'm doing nothing but attaching myself to a lounger or the <laughs> pool. Um, but generally speaking, I le- like something that's quite gritty, something that will keep me engaged. Um, if, if it doesn't catch me within the first chapter, I, I really, really struggle then. How about you, Shelley? Do you uh, read well, I, I'm, I'm a big reader. Um, my husband gets very cross sometimes because once I've got my nose stuck in a book, you can't talk to me or you have to yep. call me several times. Um, before I actually hear. So um, I also like a mixture, but I also read a lot of crime, a lot of thrillers. Um, I love um, uh, David Baldacci is one of my favorite authors. Um, Daniel De Silva writes a lovely series. Um, Peter Robinson and um, yes, David Baldacci has got several characters. So I like all of his different personifications and characterizations recently been reading uh, PJ Tracy uh, which is actually a mother and daughter uh, and they're based in Denver so we we've both been reading those and then I came across Susan Hill who wrote the play The Woman in Black which has been on in the West End on and off for years and years and years yeah and she's got a whole series about a detective um, that we like and also I love Donna Leon um, yep. She writes about Commissario Brunetti and it's based yep. in Venice. Um, ah. And a lot of the time they spend eating. Uh, and oh, his wife good. is the most amazing cook. And you get these descriptions of the food that she's making and him thinking about what she, what's Paola making for lunch. 
Yeah. And then you get this description of what she's made for lunch or dinner or whatever, which, which I love. But I do like the odd, as you say, the odd chiclet. I like, uh, I like Agatha Christie, Georgette Hare. Yeah. Aging yeah. myself now, aren't I? Mm-hmm. But hey, that's, that's what it is. I have to say my, my biggest collection of books, though, is um, my recipe book collection. Some that I have had um, since I trained as a chef. So um, I have my Escoffier and um, various other really deep tomes of the, the fundamentals of, of cooking that you then apply to the other sort of recipe books that, that come along. But um, yes. I'm not allowed anymore. No, I have a reasonable amount of cookery books. Um, before we came to Israel, I, I actually had to slim them down because I didn't have anywhere to keep them here. So, yeah. and I already had some here because you accumulate yeah. them. So yes, I'm a sucker for a good recipe book. When we were first married, I, they used to be my reading matter. Um, yeah. And David would, uh, one, I do remember once he went off to clients and there was a bookshop nearby and he came home. He was very proud of himself because he bought me four cookery books because he knew I'd like them so much. Um, although I don't do anything terribly fancy anymore, but um, yeah, it's good fun. Anyway, the reason I seeked off there into asking you about reading was because I was saying how fascinated I am by talking to all these VAs. And it's about finding out the stories behind the people. And I think the stories behind the people are really the fascinating thing. And, and basically that's what we do when we read a book. We want to find out the story behind the person. And, and, uh, and that's kind of what made me think about asking you about what you're reading. So that's, that's kind of where that came from. So I think it's time to allow our listeners to find out all about Jacqueline Leek. What do you think, Jo? Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to chatting. Welcome, listeners, to episode 17 of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. And I'm thrilled that today, Joe and I are going to be talking to the lovely Jacqueline Leek. And Jacqueline, I've known Jacqueline now for a couple of years, I think. Um, Joe, have you known Jacqueline very long? Only through social media. We've never actually yeah. met at all, have we? Not no, no. The office show. So. No. Yeah, I think that's what's great about social media. You get to meet, e meet all these people that you hear about or you see their names in light, so to speak, and then you'll get to meet them. So now you're getting to meet each other, which is great. It's so funny. We, you feel like you know people sometimes, don't you? And you actually haven't physically met because you see that name out there, and you yeah. exactly. And and, and we've had discussions um, in Amanda's um, Facebook group about yeah. different topics as they've come up. So I do feel we know each other. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's that's the thing. If if you're and social media is one of the things I actually want to talk about today because I know that it's close to Jacqueline's heart. Because um, I know it's some, one of the services that you offer, um, which I think is fab, because I can't be bothered. I mean, I can do it, and I do, mm-hmm. uh, but I also have somebody help me with that. So um, I think also when you're doing social media the right way, people get to know the real you, and then they make that connection. So especially at the moment where we're in a time where we can't make those networking events, we can't make those face-to-face meetings, we're recording this in June. It's June the 22nd. Um, this episode's going to go out 
uh, in August, towards the end of August. Okay. But um, who knows what the situation will be when this episode actually goes out. And it may not be very different. Uh, it may be wildly different, but I have a sneaky suspicion it's not going to be hugely different. Think um, right, yeah. And so I think doing that social media right is really important to be authentic, to show people who you are so that they can make that connection because they're not going to meet you in person at the moment. So, Very um, much so. Yeah. yeah. So, so we kind of wanted to know, um, Jacqueline, how you became a VA, what prompted you to become a VA? And then leading on from that, what kind of made you decide to focus on any specific area and what those are? Okay. Um, well, I've been in business now. It'll be coming up for sort of three years and um, sort of it fell into the lap of being a VA due to uh, redundancy sort of rearing, re rearing its ugly head. Yeah. And um, I was a carer for my mum who lived with me and I needed something uh, that I could do work-wise that I could do from home to allow me to continue to care for her as her health was beginning to sort of fail and um, I was previously in my job I was the fundraising manager at the local hospice and uh, the local networking group the hospice was their charity so I knew lots of businesses local businesses in the town and um, you know when I came and told them what was happening and everyone said oh you know you should do try being this because of all of the skills you've got and all the things you do obviously I ran events speaking organizing all sorts of things and um, you know it was suggested to me that being a VA was something that perhaps I could turn my hand to doing and and, and that's that's how it was uh, my sort of first clients all came from my networking group some of them still are there my clients so um, I had a very sort of gentle and easy sort of actually transition from being in the you know in the paid job uh, uh, being an employee to um, being a business owner I think that's brilliant. And I think that also shows the power of those personal relationships and the power of networking. Yeah, um, very much you know, so. And showing up, so. isn't it? It's about showing up and it is. being consistent. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what kind of services do you offer? And, um, and how, how do you, how does, what's your day look like? What's an average day in the life of Jacqueline Lee? Well, um, it, it's changed just recently because my lovely mum passed away at the end of January. And so, um, you know, what was a, a very different day, I've actually had the the, uh, the luxury of, of lockdown to sort of uh, adjust to how my new life looks. So um, I'm very lucky. I have a, a fantastic home office. I'm looking out now into my garden and I've got two bird feeders out there and I can watch the birds. So I don't have any busy commute. Um, when uh, I get up, I like to do a little bit of yoga first thing in the morning. That's how I start my day and some breakfast. And then I'm usually in the, into my sort of home office by about half past eight in the morning. Um, I have been known to be earlier. I am a bit of an early bird. And uh, if, if I do wake up and I have that, Hmm. Then I will sort of head down to the office, but that's the luxury of being your own boss yeah. and working from home. Um, you know, generally, I think like probably most VAs, I've planned my my week uh, on the weekend. I know what's coming up. Always reviewing it the night before, so I know what's coming up in that day. You know, if I've had any sort of urgent pieces of uh, of work that have come in, and I need to juggle things around. Um, I use sort of time blocking. That's what works for me. Um, and uh, again, that's a 
quite an interesting one, I think, time blocking, because I still tend, even after sort of heading up three years, to, to never quite estimate those blocks of time right. Either I've over, you know, over given myself too much time, or generally not quite enough. I'm not as fast as I think I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's 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 kind of normal. I think we all yeah. we all think I'm I'm fiendishly bad at um, knowing how much I can achieve. I always think yes. I can achieve more. Always. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. um, yeah, and, and I've I've started to give myself two things to do in a day, because mm. that way, you know, I'm going to make this call and I'm going to have that meeting, outside mm. of regular stuff. So I'm, I'm trying that. We'll see if that works. But, yeah, 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 yeah. I, and, yeah. And as for a niche, I, um, I don't have a particular niche. Um, I do like a variety of of things to do. That's how it sort of was in my in my previous job. You never knew what was coming in the door. You know, donations, dealing with 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 uh, grieving families. Um, when they didn't have anyone to drive the minibus, I went and collected the patients. So I, I do like a variety of work. Although I do find as the years are coming on, you do tend to sort of um, gravitate to to more to what you like. Whereas at the start of your journey, you'll say yes to everything mm. um, and um, I think for me I'm actually sort of all looking at a little bit of a change too at the moment about what I might do due to um, you know the COVID-19 and, and, and what's happened I think um, as businesses we've all had to sort of reevaluate uh, how we are, are contacting with people how we're working with our teams you know, looking for different ways to connect, you know, hence Zoom and, and Teams yeah. and all that sort of thing. You know, we've all had to look at different ways um, and not just for sort of, I think, that online, you know, video presence, but also, you know, sharing documents, mm. being able to work on things together. I think that's just so wonderful with Teams, you know, being able to work on a document together. People are a little bit tired, I think, of of over video conferencing and it doesn't always have to be like that when you can you know work real time on documents together without having that sort of you know video need so i'm looking at you know um and trainers um who have all had to now sort of turn their hand to uh putting their work online i think travel is going to be a huge thing coming up don't think we're going to be able to travel as much as we do a lot of travel trainers traveling abroad to deliver their, their um, webinars and learning but they're perhaps very good at delivering what they do but don't have that background tech on how how it all works how to you know make sure that the right people are in the room that you've got your you know, your right bits of you know work books together so I'm looking and I'm doing some training on that at the moment to sort of support trainers um, in delivering their their sort of uh, uh, you know, webinars and, and seminars and that sort of thing online which I'm hoping could be a quite interesting way to go so yeah that's sort of where I am at the moment with the business and that's uh, really interesting because um, I'm part of sorry go on hmm. Joe. you asked I, you, you say, I think Jacqueline and I have signed up both for that same yes Simona Simona's um, a training course mm. to support trainers with the tech behind things like webinars and all of that sort of thing yeah. so yeah mm. I think it could be sort of a, a new way to go and I know I would enjoy that and then uh, I think uh, I think it'll be uh, yeah I'm really looking forward to that Joe. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, but you, well, um, you 
invest in your, your training a lot though, don't you, Jacqueline? Do you, do you have a budget for that? Or is it sort of, I see something and I go for it? Or is it in line with your business plan and development? How do you look at that? I think sort of training uh, is so important. Um, and I don't actually set a budget for myself, but I know I look at what I feel I need to learn and what, what will help me, um, help my clients really I think is the way I look at it um, and I know I invested in in joining the Shelley's uh, uh, program exactly yeah. you're you are um, you are my number one I think oh was I your number, number one I think yes. you were number one um, <laughs> on a webinar and you jumped in and you said yes uh, the reason being you know there's a, as that old saying goes there's many ways to skin a cat and there you are you've got your word document open and you do something the same way because that's the way the only way you know and then this revelation sort of comes on, on one of your courses of, of actually how I could be more efficient and actually how that would so help me in time management and help my clients so uh, I think it was the uh, I think I heard you talk about this actually on on one of the previous podcasts podcast it was the styles yeah. and new format painter and you know now when I'm going to write my blog I just bring out my blog template everything's there I don't have to think about that when I'm doing that for a client I've got everything set up and so learning these things um, are so so important we've got such powerful bits of software but generally only touch like a, a tiny percent of, of what it can do and without training and without having somebody like yourself, Shelley, who knows the ins and outs and, and can do such wonderful sort of uh, videos and explaining how it goes. Yeah, I think it is really, really important to uh, to invest. Yeah. Well, that's been my thing from the outset. I mean, obviously, mm. I'm a trainer, so mm. I would say that. But I mm. think it is. And I invest in my own learning as well. I do lots of ancillary learning, even if it's not formal courses. I'll go mm. off and, and, and break, try and break something so that I can put it back together or work yeah. out if there's a better way of doing something. So, yeah, yeah I mm. totally get that. And um, you mentioned you're working using Teams. And obviously, listen, mm. you will know, uh, and I'm going to plug. So please, you know, allow me to plug. I have two courses for, on, on Microsoft Teams now. One is how to use Microsoft Teams, which is actually aimed at virtual assistants. Um, and it's how you as a virtual assistant can use it with your clients. Um, I use it with my virtual assistant and I use it with Joe. We manage the podcast yes. through a team and it's fantastic because everything is there. Documents, graphics, recordings, it's, it's all in one place. But also I have a how to use Microsoft Teams if you're a trainer, uh, speaker or coach course, which I only released last Sunday. So it's not yesterday, the previous Sunday it was launched. I've got a couple of people going through that in a moment. So as a trainer, as Jacqueline mentioned, mm. trainers are being challenged in a way that they didn't foresee. Um, I mean, I've been online since 2014, um, qualified to teach online since then, but most trainers have not thought about it. And now all of a sudden they have to, and, and you're right, Jacqueline, so having somebody manage the tech is huge because when you're training, you've got what you're going to say next, what slides coming up, what are my learners doing, are they engaged with the content, and you really don't want to be fussed with pressing the like buttons. So no. I think I think you're both onto something there. Mm -hmm. So let me know when you're confident, and I'll put the word out. So yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm part definitely. of a community of trainers, and they are often putting quest, requests for producers yeah. in the group to help them manage mm -hmm. their training. 
yeah, so, that's uh, really good. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, I use Teams with. Uh, I'm um, uh, an associate VA for for another VA, and uh, we use Teams. Absolutely love it. Just even from like sending each other a silly little you know yeah. gift and a good morning, you know, mm. just and and when you are working on your own, it's just nice to know there's somebody out there, you know, that also just you know you, you aren't completely on your own. So I do love it for that. Without having then to you know send an email or you know pick up the phone. Not that that's great, but yeah. just that that little instant sort of contact contact. We love that. We uh, yeah. we really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I used to do that. Oh, God, no, I used to that with my first VA. We used to use Skype for business for that, and yeah. we used to message each other silly messages and silly, silly smileys all day long. Yeah, yeah. So you were going to ask something? Yeah, I was just going to ask. How does it work? From I, I've had associates work for me in the past, um, and I've also done some work as an associate mm. for a lead VA. And I just wondered if you could sort of talk about your experience working as a VA uh, as a lead VA and also as an associate VA how do you find that you know that balance and, and what is that associate relationship like um the associate relationship is really really good i'm i'm very very lucky um i, I met sharon early on in in uh, in my journey and in fact she was um part of the networking group that I belong to in, a, in another sort of town and I actually went and had coffee with her and, and you know and had a real sort of good chat with her about being a VA to start with um, and you know we hit it off and um, uh, last year she was able to go on holiday for the first time and didn't take her laptop wow. and she said that was just so amazing so it is all about um, you know relationships building that trust with somebody we have got slightly different skill set so it, it works together really really well um and teams for us is is the place to go we've got you know, various channels on the different clients that i support her with on her own business again where we're working on different things together um, and it just helps without that filling up your inbox with emails you know having to go into different places to find documents which version who's working on what um it, it, it just has made life so so much easier um uh yeah as an associate um um i i just i just i, I enjoy being part of a team um and it, it it works very well for me i'm also part of the um warwickshire va network which is a a great group it's about sort of about 15 of us in that group and again it's something that i uh, was just starting off when i when i joined when i started to be in a va sort of three years ago and we meet physically once a month plus have various trainings and when i started out there they were looking it was when gdpr had reared its ugly head and um i'd done quite a bit about data protection being in the charity sector and so i took on the 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 role as sort of lead va in our va group there for gdpr and so there is always still that sort of constant sort of learning and we support each other there again i've got a great group of vas if there's something I need, if there's something I don't have a skill set at, there's a, a great group of people to to hey, say, hey, can anyone do that? Or how do you do that? And that's the beauty, I think, of having you know associates and or, or being an associate yourself. Um, I then have an associate who supports me. Um, um, and uh, we use, again, Teams, another 
great way. Only just started using it with her. Um, she's a fairly new um, associate for me. So this is my sort of real first time of dipping my toe into being uh, on the other way around. So but I've yeah. learned so much from being from Sharon about how important communication is, how important to get that right from the start um really talking about everything that needing to be done making sure that onboarding process is there um and uh, we did a couple of trial tasks just to start out and yeah it's it's a learning uh, process and it's, an, it's ongoing but um i'm very positive for, for me at the moment both uh, so being an associate and uh, having associates that's fabulous. That's fabulous. It's, it's, I, I think, I think everything boils down to communication mm. uh, when you look at it. And that was my reason for forcing my VA to use Teams with me at the beginning, because mm. we would be communicating via Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or email, yep. or I can't remember lots of other ways. And you never knew where the conversation was, who's done what, what, who's yes. and yeah. this makes everything all in one place. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right. And, you know, Joe and I hopped onto it just a, a meet now meeting in teams before we came to the Zoom meeting. Just yeah. chat about how we were going to run the podcast interviews today. Yeah. Which, which is, uh, which is phenomenal. So, yeah. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Now I saw that recently, Jacqueline, that you'd invested in, in a social media course. Mm. You were tweeting and posting about it. Mm. Um, what made you do that and how has that benefited you? Um, Again, I do social media for some of my clients uh, and I, again, sort of things that I sort of fell into it. When I worked at the hospice, I set up the website and set up Instagram and all of their sort of social media channels and just did it sort of on, on the hoof, you know, learning as, as, as you go. This day and age, social media is a lot more involved. There's a lot more to learn about, um, you know, analytics and putting proposals together and charging and all that sort of thing. But I decided that it would be a real benefit for me to to learn some more. So um, I did a Facebook ads course, and uh, that was very interesting. Now, whether I actually want to do it. Is another thing because it is very involved but what it's meant is I know what I'm talking about yeah I know the acronyms I know what I should be looking for I know what to ask um, and so it will help me going forward when I'm perhaps looking for someone to do Facebook ads I have a client who's very interested in doing them and um, it just I think that just is so important to understand that social media moves so fast you know there is always something new coming out. There is something new to learn. Did you hear, you know, Facebook uh, rooms and, and, oh, you know, there's just so much. Being, uh, having done this course and being in the Facebook group and the, the membership there, I can just keep up to speed with what's going on. Um, I can see what's new. I have a sounding board of people to, to test things out on. I think I, what I found is both in the VA world, Joe, and I'm sure you found this in the VA world and certainly in the social media sort of managers world, everybody is so supportive and collaborative. Yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. no, no, no question is too dumb. No, you know, somebody has all generally always been where you've been and had to do it yeah. before 
or if not, come up with some fab suggestions. I was on a tabletop tabletop um, discussion the last week, and you know, came, you know, went in with a problem. There's only four of us in the room. What great feedback and great response I had. Uh, so, and all of this, all of this that I'm learning is then I'm disseminating out to my clients. Mm. So yeah. it benefits me uh, and it certainly then uh, in turn it benefits the service and what I can bring to my clients, which so far most of them are happy with. <laughs> and it, it's also, uh, I think, Jacqueline, a, a great confidence boost as well. That to, when you learn that new skill with the training, even if you don't then plan to be a social media manager mm. or an Excel expert or whatever that is, you're more confident in your own work and you're more confident when you're talking with other people. Yeah. Um, and the collaboration, as you say, that mm. also helps you become more confident and yeah. grow confident in running your own business. You know, and essentially we are all business owners yes. um, and it can be lonely sitting in mm. your home office or in the corner of your lounge or whatever your space is that you work so you know i think there's a huge amount to to bring from that collaboration and the yes bringing it all together like that yeah. very definitely i'm also a great believer um I'm, somebody asked me this question on i was interviewed on somebody else's show last week which was great fun and completely didn't know where it was going to go it was quite fun <laughs> uh, I was interviewed by Sammy Blindell who is the brand builder and uh, energy whoa she's got so much energy um, and and one of the and she asked me something you know what advice would I give to somebody starting out and I think for me it's if I outsource as much as you can the things that you don't enjoy doing because there'll be somebody else that loves doing it so I've outsourced some stuff to Jo uh, yeah. because it's the sort of stuff she loves doing and I can mm, okay if I have to do it I'll do it but the point is I know what I'm asking her to do and yeah. I think that's the key that you need to know what it yeah. is you're asking somebody else to do. Apart from anything else, if you know how much is involved, you're not gonna get knocked when the bill comes in. Uh, and because you say, oh, that should only take 10 minutes. But if you don't know, you wouldn't know that actually that's an hour's work. You just yep. think 10 minutes. Yep. So, so I think that's, I think, you know, that is really important um, to mm. know what, what you're asking somebody. So you can also communicate better that way as well. Definitely. I'm, I'm very big on sort of, you know, procedures and processes. And I did a, um, a presentation um, in a, another networking group all about why you should have SOPs. And I was able to use, you know, a, a, um, a live sort of, you know, a client who was in the group that I'd actually helped and what we did. And I sort of tried to urge everybody, you know, as you said, outsourcing is so important. If you want your business to grow, if you want to be able to look, you know, in the next few years and decide, oh, okay, this is what I'm looking for. The only way to do that is if you can outsource. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many tasks. I think when I first started running a business that I had no idea yeah. what it involved to be your own boss. It sounds great. So yeah. many tasks. And it is a lot of those that are repetitive and are time consuming and actually don't interest you. If your your passion is, um, you know, um, 
selling your courses. Actually, Shelley, we see how much you love creating your yeah. courses, but perhaps all the background bit of it you don't enjoy. The social yeah. media side, the, the promoting it, the, those, those sorts of things. I mean, I, I hate doing figures, so having someone to do, to do your figures for you will be great. So I yeah. always encourage my clients to have a look and see, you know, have you take the time now, especially during, during lockdown, look at what you touch every day. How many times do you touch that? What is that process? Um, how have you got it written down? What would happen if you got COVID-19? How would your business survive? Um, that's been a great big thing about having a, a resilience buddy, someone who knows your business, who could help you should something like that happen. But also, actually, how are you going to hand over anything if you want to outsource it? That's where your standard operating procedure comes in and, and you can have those steps you set out. You can be able to hand that over to somebody and say, look, this is how I do it now. Maybe a better way to do it. You might know a different way. This is how I do it for now. Tweak it and, and see what, what comes out of it. Um, and for that, I love, I love Loom. I love being able to do little you know, um, recordings of my screen and I share that with the clients when I'm trying to sort of show them what I'm doing and, or where they need to go in and, and look for something. It's a great way of, of um, actually recording your process. If you don't want to sit and write it down, uh, record it on Loom. This is what you do and then send it to your VA to type it up. <laughs> Absolutely. What a great, what a great tip. Yeah. Great. But even, yeah. even as a VA, I mean, mm -hmm. one of the first things that, I outsourced um, is my bookkeeping. Yes. Now, yeah. um, I, I, I don't mind bookkeeping at all. I've got a very straightforward system, um, but I just don't enjoy it. And I would rather spend an hour in the back end of somebody's website or on processes or something like that than that hour doing my accounts. So, yeah. you know, that's a, for me, that was a no-brainer. The minute yeah. I got into a position where my business was paying enough to be able to afford those fees. I pay a fixed fee and every month she takes care of it. And then when it comes around to um, April and my husband says to me, oh, it's time for you to produce your accounts for the tax return. I just press a button and there it is. It's all done. I haven't got that stress. Exactly. I'm very lucky. I'm married to my accountant. Yeah, yeah, lucky then. <laughs> but it is all about where you want to spend your time in your yeah. business. Do you want to spend it? Uh, and and it and it is this mindset of I can't afford it. But can you not afford it? Yes. If if you want to go forward, um, and you start small. But I think for, for most small businesses, once they've started and realized uh, how much time it saves them, um, how much quicker uh, a VA can do things or whoever, a bookkeeper or whatever, it's a revelation. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And I think that's important for a VA thinking about her business as a business. Um, because I think often as a VA, when you start out and you're, you, maybe you've come from the PA role and you're doing diary management and email management. Or you don't think of that as a business because you're used to that mindset of being employed and you're still doing the same things in mm -hmm. a slightly different way. And so maybe you don't realize quite what's involved. And then there are VAs out there, I'm sure, who are quite happy just to be associate VAs and don't actually want to run a business business. They just want to do the work, get paid and go home, so to speak. Well, they can't go home at the moment, but you know they are. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, but and that is still a business. It's a slightly yeah. 
different business but it is still still a business very much so yeah yeah so it's about thinking of your va business as a business in a business Mm. format Mm. And what mm-hmm. can you do to grow it and improve it, mm. whatever it is that you want from it? And that's right. And I say that's where things have sort of changed for me just recently. And, and you know, that's where I'm now looking at, yeah, you know, how, how, how do I want my business to look going forward? And, and obviously just, you know, working with, um, with the world as it is, you know, what I do love about you know, being my own boss and, and being able to just pick up my computer usually and go where I want <laughs> and work. And, uh, you know, I have a family on the other side of the world like you do sort of Shelley and, uh, you know, I'm desperate to go over there and see, see my granddaughter and, and being a VA working virtually, having all the systems in place and the security and all of those sorts of things. I can do that. Yeah. Especially now uh, easier that my, my lovely mum's not with me anymore, uh, but I can now even be, let's say freer than than I was before so yeah I'm, I'm really uh, I'm really quite excited for, for yeah. what the future might look like yeah no I, th- I think I think that's true um, yes you're right I have family in America family in the UK and I'm in Israel um, mm. and as long as I've got my laptop and a decent microphone um, then yeah I can do what I do from anywhere although I wouldn't record training outside of my office I think the quality, mm. I'm big on quality and the quality wouldn't be good enough um, mm. But checking Facebook groups, helping people out, answering questions, I can do all of that from anywhere. Writing yeah. books, writing newsletters, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Jacqueline, mm. it's been fascinating. And it's it's a real pleasure to have had you on the show, especially as you're my number one student. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, yeah. lovely, lovely to meet you almost face to face almost joe yeah absolutely yeah i look forward to our coming up training course we'll get to know each other a bit better too yes absolutely i'm looking forward to it i think you're both going to be great at at doing all of that so do let Mm. me know when you're done because i have a whole host of people who'll be very interested in those services yeah we'll do thank you both very much (laughs) okay so thank you very much I loved hearing Jacqueline's story about how she used to work um, for a charity, she was an event person, uh, and then she had to change what she was doing because she wanted to look after her mum. So um, it's a kind of story you hear a lot, isn't it, Jo? Yeah, it, and it's there is a, a misconception, I think, that a lot of us give up work because we've had children. Now, while there are some of us that do that, um, some of us do that because we just want a change of lifestyle or we have other responsibilities. Uh, And, you know, increasingly the VA world is becoming um, a way of continuing work and your career full stop but without having to do that hour and a half commute on a packed train or um, a bus or stuck on a motorway between your home and an office. Um, And you can still deliver. And it it, it really opens up opportunities for everybody. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've noticed that. I mean, when I had my kids, which I'm talking about the uh, mid-80s, that's when my children were born. So many of our listeners... You are the same age as my children, probably, or more than likely. Um, so, uh, but that's just an aside. Um, a friend of mine was a secretary. She was a typist. She was a very good, fast, 
accurate typist for solicitors, contracts, all that kind of stuff. And she used to take in typing. So once a week, the solicitor would turn up with like a, a pile of folders with all his letters and some tapes. So all the files with the tape, the dictation, um, and then she would work in the evenings when the baby, this was my eldest, so that her little one was one year older than mine, and uh, the baby would be asleep in the evening and she would work for a couple of hours in the evening mm -hmm. and type up all these letters, from transcribe them from the tapes. Um, and, um, and, and that was how it was. And then the next day, the solicitor would come and collect on his way to work. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of the first kind of exposure I'd had to... to to virtual a virtual assistant because really that's what she was although it wasn't called that then um, yeah. she was just a secretary that worked at home and it's changed so much and with the advent of the technology that we have nowadays yeah you really don't need to be in the office or on that train or in the car or, or whatever and and I think also I, I'm sure we I know we've talked about this previously in in previous episodes during the COVID lockdown area, it was quite obvious that a lot of businesses or organizations who thought they couldn't manage with remote workers can see that now they can. Yeah. And I, you know, going forwards, it's, you know, the, the way we work is changing. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah. And, and there have been some quite um, interesting interviews, you know, as we come out of lockdown with bigger businesses who had to do that sort of 90 degree pivot very, very quickly, who are now analyzing the learnings from the, the two or three months of lockdown with people working from home and looking at how they can retain the best aspects of that and keep the in-office presence. So they're gonna offer possibly a little bit more of a, a blended option for their yeah. workforce. So some interesting times that will come out of this. Um, and definitely VAs can be at the forefront of this movement for freelance, uh, freelance and, and, and working from home world. Yeah, absolutely. And the last big contract I did for my, as a face-to-face -face training contract was for a large public body in the UK and they were moving office and they were moving from very nice offices where everybody had a desk to another set of very, very nice offices near the Tower of London, actually. It was amazing. We were sitting there training and you look out the window and it's the Tower of London, um, opposite the Tower of London. And they were moving to a hot desk culture. So they were encouraging everybody that they didn't have to come in the office if they didn't want to. And what we were training them was that the topic for the training was Teams, Microsoft Teams and OneDrive. And the, the, the point being that they learned that they could, they had access to all their documents because they had access to OneDrive and SharePoint. Uh, they could have all their meetings on Teams, so they didn't need to be in the office to have a meeting with a colleague. And because they had offices around the country, they could meet with people at the same level or doing yeah. the same job in a different area um, without having to get on a train and, yeah. and have that meeting. Uh, alongside this, they gave everybody a Surface Pro tablet with a cover with a keyboard and a mobile phone to so that they could work off their mobile phone Wi-Fi. So they weren't using public Wi-Fi, which is less secure. And yep. they were using their own secure Wi-Fi. And this was last July. 
So this was way ahead of the curve. Wow. When I was um, supposed to meet up with them in February in the UK, in March in the UK, and we ended up coming back to Israel via from the States and not stopping in London in the end. Um, I had asked them how they were getting on. I said, you know, it's amazing. You were in pole position because you'd already implement, implemented this. Uh, and they said, yeah, we, we, we've done amazing. We've been business as usual right from the beginning because they were set up for it. Now, when I was delivering the training, there were several people there that said, oh no, I'm, I'm not gonna work from home. I, I like coming to the office. Mm. Um, equally, there were lots of people who had a, you know, people com commuting from out in the countryside into central London. So they've got a two hour commute either end of their day. They're yeah. going to be laughing working from home. So yeah. um, I, I, think, I think, as you say, it's gonna be much more of a hybrid. Those that yep. want to go in the office will be able to, and those that want to work from home will also be able to. And we now have the tools to allow us to do that. Of course, we've got Zoom, which we use a lot for web conferencing. Most people are now familiar with that, but there are lots of other tools out there, not the least of which is my own Microsoft Teams, which I bang on about a bit, but I'm not going yep. to do that again today. Um, so you've got, you've got all of those kind of tools um, that allow that remote working to take place. What's but your favorite? Oh, oh um, I'm, I'm a Windows girl, but I, I also like a lot of the collaboration tools, things like Asana. Um, I love Trello. It's great for sort of collaborating on projects with, with people. Um, and the whole cloud environment has given us so much more, not just the web conferencing, but to be able to share a, a whiteboard uh, online and, and you know I, I've been using recently something called Miro which is an online whiteboard and you can bring people in just to look at that one whiteboard it's great yeah you can do that with Microsoft whiteboard by the way um, yeah. it's a Windows 10 app and um, it's part of you can add it to your Windows account uh -huh. uh, and then you can create a whiteboard and there's various templates in there which you can share uh, and collaborate on a whiteboard and it also integrates into Microsoft Teams so you can share a whiteboard inside a Teams meeting and everybody can annotate on the whiteboard and talking about other whiteboards the other one that integrates into Teams specifically and I know this only because I've recently launched two courses on Teams so I've been in there a lot um, is called free freehand by in by Freehand, it's not InDesign, it's something design, the name's just escaped me, um, which is also has a free option where you can collaborate on a whiteboard uh, and share. The, the paid option obviously has got more bells and whistles, but either of those can be used uh, quite easily. So yeah, you're right, there are loads and loads of tools and it's about finding the one that works for you. Exactly. And yeah. even though I am a Microsoft trainer and have been for over 20 years um i i appreciate that not everybody likes the same things mm. and everybody has a different way of working a different way of seeing things so it's really about finding the one that works for you so i often say when i'm training inside microsoft um, there's often more than one way to do something so if you just yes. think about cut copy and paste you've got a keyboard way to do it 
you've got a right click way to do it you've got an icon way to do it um, so there's all those different ways you can do it and and none of them is the right way the right way is the one that is the one that you use that you use and saves you time and you're comfortable with yeah. uh, and I think it's the same for all the tools yeah I agree totally yeah yeah well I think that's been another great episode and listeners you can get in touch with us tell us what you like tell us what you want to hear more of we really want to serve you best so let us know what you like what you want to hear more of what kind of topics would you like us to cover and would you like to be a guest get in touch if you would because we're building up our list of guests for the third series we are into the second series and we're building up our list for recording the third series and that's going to be awesome so shelly at tomorrowsva.com joe at jlbsolutions.co.uk at virtually amazing is the facebook page you can find us on the tomorrow's va website under podcast episodes and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We look forward to seeing you or hearing you or you hearing us in the next episode, which is coming very soon.